Hey, this is Jonathan with Limitless Mindset. This podcast, I wish you could see what I can see right now. I'm sitting in my apartment in Sofia, Bulgaria, and it's the middle of winter time, and I'm looking out from my windows that have a decent view of the city, and the city is not a city that's <laughs> that's overflowing with a lot of classic European beauty, but it has kind of a stoic look to it, I guess, thanks to all of the communist architecture. And I haven't decided if if I like it or if I dislike all of these rectangular buildings. There's a mountain range uh, that is set behind the buildings, so it's a, a bit of a juxtaposition between the, the, uh, the street lines constructed by humans and the, and the mountains, and it's nighttime, so there's kind of like some twinkling lights of the city. And I'm sitting here in my room, very thankful of the space heater that is keeping me warm. So I don't know if this podcast has much of a a feeling of a fireside chat to you, but it certainly does for me. I'd like to begin this podcast by answering a question from a Mr. K in Poland. Here's what he had to say. I really like your YouTube channel. You give a lot of value information about nootropics. Lately, I bought modafinil Modalert, and I want to use it as a study drug to uh, maintain mental clarity and focus throughout the day. I already took like five pills. I took 200 milligrams in the morning, but the problem is I don't feel this amazing effect that's described everywhere on the internet. I maybe feel something, but even less than drinking a regular coffee. Is there maybe people who modafinil just doesn't work for? Thanks again for the reply and keep up the good work, is what Mr. K had to say. Yes, modafinil is not the most consistent study drug. I talk to a lot of biohackers, and by my estimation, about 25% of the people who use modafinil or who use that family of smart drugs either experience a negative effect or they experience no effect at all. Well, actually, let me add a little bit of an asterisk to that. About 25% of the people find a uh, unpleasant tolerance curve or they find some unpleasant side effects as a result of modafinil. So modafinil is, is definitely not one of the top smart drugs or study drugs that I recommend for that purpose. If you're taking 200 milligrams, which, which is a pretty high dose, and you're getting no response, the solution is not to take more modafinil. I would say give your modafinil away 
throw it away. It's, it's not the smart drug for you. If you take it at higher dosages, you, you, you risk some, some even more negative effects from it. Again, it's, it, it is a drug that its express purpose is narcolepsy. And it is a vigilance agent. And for some people that translates into being a focused drug that helps them focus a whole lot more. But for, again, I would say 25 to 30% of the people, it will only help them staying awake if they need to stay awake. And for, for, the, for, for other purposes, it's not going to do a whole lot for you. I would direct your attention to the racetams. The racetams have a whole lot more consistent effect and there's a whole lot less risk involved with them because they've been around for multiple decades now and they've been studied in lo real long-term human population studies, which modafinil, for all the research that has been done on it as a relatively young drug, it just does not have the uh, the risk reward, the risk reward dynamic that I feel these other smart drugs do. You may want to check out Cabajo, which is the racetam stack that I formulated, and it actually has an effect that's quite similar to modafinil, but the mechanisms are totally different. I, I'd, I'd love to hear your feedback on it. If you want to give it a try, you can check it out at limitlesscabajo.com. The article that is the subject of this podcast is entitled Personal Development Demystified Apps versus OS. Your smartphone is actually a surprisingly accurate metaphor for your personal development. You can do personal development either by installing apps or upgrading the operating system. Let's say your smartphone doesn't have many apps. Well, you won't be able to do much other than make calls and look at the clock, right? Let's say your smartphone has all the apps you desire, but it's running an operating system from five years ago. Its apps are constantly crashing. It does everything very slowly, though. You can't multitask or easily switch between functions. You will infuriatingly be able to see all these apps, but not able to fully utilize them. So how does this correspond to personal development? Installing apps is like learning a second language, acquiring career skill sets, reading books, studying philosophy, writing daily, getting coaching, getting into entrepreneurship pickup or social dynamics. Similar to your smartphone, the more apps you have, the more you can do. Upgrading the operating systems. This is like the OS side. Examples of this would be a meditation practice, optimizing your diet, brain training with dual end back, which fits very precisely with our metaphor because it is literally like upgrading the RAM of your mind. Practicing memory systems, heart rate variability training, doing aerobic exercises, 20 minutes, 90 minutes, I'm sorry. I'll follow Dr. Mark Ashton Smith's guidelines on this. 
90 minutes a week to stimulate neuroplasticity, getting outside of your comfort zone, habituating your heuristic reactions. See my video blog on that linked in this article. Practicing arbitrary discipline, sleep hacking, taking nootropics that feed your brain the nutrients it needs, going to therapy to figure out your own blind spots and where you are sabotaging yourself, quitting your addictions or managing your vices. So those are examples of upgrading the operating system. While there is obviously some overlap in between some of these apps and improving the overall operating system, we've all met people who are really into personal development, but they were, but they were overly biased towards just installing apps. While they were always studying things or starting new projects, they just didn't have the discipline to accomplish much. They occasionally go through a spout of depression and then announce to the world publicly on Facebook that they are starting yet another new project. We've also met people that only worked on the OS. They were positive people to be around, but they just didn't have any real-world skill sets. They were always networking, and they, but they just didn't really seem to have much value to offer because they didn't have any real skill sets. For some reason, I'm thinking about people who are into MLM, network marketing, and life coaching here. So let's not be like them. So you are, I'm sure, expecting a little more nuanced point than simply say, stating the obvious given the metaphor, which is to work on both sides in a balanced way. I would suggest that you really immerse yourself either in apps or the OS, depending upon where you're at in life and how your personal motivation mechanisms work. And you probably have an idea of where your deficit lies. You probably know if you're a little short on the app side or if your OS is a little bit out of date. You, you probably know that without having to contemplate it too, too deeply. If you're a younger person that is in the beginning of their career or lacking in formal or vocational education, you're probably a little short in the apps department. If you are financially struggling, you definitely want to focus on apps. There's this myth in self-help that if you just focus on OS and by becoming really zen and enlightened, money will just come to you really easily. This is, as you've probably suspected before, bullshit. Whereas if you are an older person who's been working a while on your career, yet you feel like you are just kind of spinning your wheels and not really getting ahead despite having a lot of good skills and working hard, then it's probably your OS that needs some work. What's interesting is that the app side of personal development, with a few exceptions, is free to work on. Nowadays, you can learn a lot of really good career skill sets almost for free on the internet.
I taught myself in three years the career set that now makes me $70 an hour just watching YouTube videos. That's my Joomla web development career set, if you're curious. You can learn languages basically for free using free software and going to free language exchange events in your city. Practicing entrepreneurship and social dynamics, at least in the beginning, only costs you your time. Getting coaching can be expensive, but there's some surprisingly effective coaching skills that are cheap or completely free, like the Coach.me app. Books are almost free. Contrast this to the OS side. Eating really healthy, while there are some life hacks, like coconuts, is usually more expensive. Good pharmaceutical grade nootropics are certainly expensive. Regular exercise can be free, but it's more likely that you will need to join a gym, take some classes, and maybe even get some personal training. And going to therapy is definitely expensive. The HRV training options start at $100 and go up from there. You could probably find totally free ways to get out of your comfort zone regularly, or you could, or it could cost thousands of dollars if you, like me, travel the world internationally and live as a foreigner in foreign lands to get out of your geographic comfort zone. Quitting or managing your vices could be free if you have enough willpower to just go cold turkey, but chances are you are going to get what you pay for in this department also. Meditation and brain training are almost free, and they really are one of the best ways to upgrade the OS. So if you're not doing them daily, start now, seriously. If you're looking for a canary in the coal mine type of sign of what you should be focusing on, whether the apps or the OS, consider your comfort level. If you're very comfortable in life, it's a pretty good sign that you really want to focus on the OS. Whereas if you aren't very comfortable, that's probably reflective of your financial situation and you want to install some more apps that can make you more effective at making money. The good news is that apps are going to improve your financial situation, sometimes quite quickly. I hear stories all the time about people that learn some useful, useful social dynamic skills and a few weeks later they double the amount of money they are making. See my video about $2,000 in 50 minutes for a pretty simple communication protocol that has significantly increased my income. For me, my 20s was very focused on apps, learning to be a good salesperson, learning the web development craft, but I definitely hit a speed bump in my personal and professional life about four to five years ago. And then I got more focused on the operating system. I really cleaned up my diet. I started taking quality nootropics regularly. I got into brain training and I started my now nearly four year adventure of living in Latin America and now Europe 
As a result, I'm really happy about the career and lifestyle momentum I'm experiencing now. I kind of wish I had gotten into the OS stuff earlier as opposed to just being a work hard, play hard kind of guy. It would have minimized the speed bump I hit back when I was about 27 years old if I didn't have the career momentum from the apps I had installed in my mid-20s this speed bump would have been a real quarter-life crisis though. What's sad is that a lot of people, a lot of men, especially when they hit a point of diminishing returns from working hard and playing hard, just get bitter and despondent and they have a real mid or quarter-life crisis. And I hope this simple metaphor that you can be reminded of pretty much anytime you use your phone, I hope this simple metaphor of this often misunderstood topic will bring a little bit of clarity to you. In the comments of this article, let me know if you're working more on apps or OS right now and what it is specifically that you're working on.